Welcome to Boating Insights. This is a podcast about achieving your boating dreams. Brought to you by Above and Beyond Boating. We deliver the leading courses to skipper your own boat. Hi, I'm Neil Driscoll of Above and Beyond Boating and I'm uh, welcome back to our podcast. I'm going to be talking to you today about uh, the marine radios, particularly uh, the VHF um, and some ideas when you're getting out on the on the boat at the moment. Potentially some of you are not able to uh, use your boats or unfortunately you know, if you're listening to this close to when I've recorded it then most of you around the world won't be able to use your boats at the moment. Um, as you know we're always very focused on helping you develop your skills and uh, and as part of what I want to do today is kind of draw that into the, the VHF radio and just give you some ideas for when you're getting out on the boat to um, put some things into practice. Now just before I dive into that I, um, I just wanted to share with you we're uh, we're really excited we've been working with the uh, Office of Maritime Communications here in uh, here in Australia who issue the radio licenses and um, they had a bit of an issue with the fact that you know it's required that all radio license examinations are carried out face to face and we've worked with them and managed to create a, a process so that you um, can actually uh, do a remote assessment with us uh, via a call and using um, using a platform we've set up to do the you know the uh, multiple choice exam and practical exam online with us um, so any of you that were you know been looking for something productive to do with your time now uh, then uh, you know please jump in and, and have a look at our VHF radio course which is you know available for you to study and uh, and get your license however um the focus of today is to get your skills kind of those of you who've already got a radio get your skills kind of raising the game or brushed up a little bit as they say so one thing i thought you might be able to do and get you started is um this is really looking at those of you that've got dsc enabled radios um so first of all just have a have a look either using just a you know one of the simple apps you know the kind of marine traffic vessel finder um or if you've got a you know AIS receiver on your boat at finding another vessel that's transmitting um on AIS and see if you can actually find their MMSI number so you just interrogate the vessel and um and that should give you the details and give them a call try and just do an individual call and just say hello even further afield if you want to raise someone when you're um say even if you're doing rallies or uh, sailing out in the ocean and you see someone and you, you just want to say hi because you haven't seen anyone for a week um right down to you know you're going on the coast and you can you can see some lights coming towards you and you're not sure if they've seen you and you you want to hail them on the radio and um, you know when i was a little kid that would involve mum and dad getting on the radio going big ship big ship can you see me over whereas now um you know it's so much more accurate that we can you know have a look work out who the vessel is see the mmsi number do an individual call using your dsc radio and um have a conversation you know we regularly hear from people who have used this um uh, for reassurance or active collision avoidance um on coastal trips and in my experience, the majority of people have this technology and have never tried it, have never used it. And although they know that they probably could, like everything in life, if you're relying on that when you're under pressure that you're going to remember there's an opportunity to do something you've never tried or practiced, 
there's a reasonable chance that it, it might not work out like that. So give it a go. Um, you may not be able to raise someone. Lots of vessels are actually transmitting their AIS even when they're moored, so you, you might not be able to get them. But, you know, you could even plan it. If you've got another mate in the marina and you know you're both checking your boats at a similar time, you could call them uh, or, or a land station, etc. Um, so give that one a go for me. The next one is your emergency aerial. So it's a prime time to figure this one out, especially if you can't get out on the water. So um, if you haven't got an emergency VHF aerial, it's probably something to, you know, worth thinking about. You know, they range from about 70 to 120 Australian dollars at the moment. Um, uh, key kind of tripping points would be how do, I, um, how do I actually get to the back of my radio? Um, a lot of radios are mounted in a cupboard now where you you might not have that star screwdriver or the right size allen key to be able to uh, loosen up that bracket and get access to uh, plug in your emergency aerial um, the next thing would be actually how does it work so you know which fitting are we unscrewing which on on the radio what you know what are we plugging in um, your tripping point here could also be that the um, is working out what if it's um, if it's going into a splitter, so um, whether it's going into a splitter for an AIS or not, uh, it's normally if you're not under too much pressure and you've got time, because everything's labelled, it's fairly self-explanatory. But if you um, were under pressure um, and you you know you you wanted to get your emergency aerial and you knew that you didn't have it, you didn't have the original there for for whatever reason, not necessarily a mast come down. You may have just seen it blow off in the in the wind. Um, this is a good thing to be able to do. So plug it in, give it a go. Um, we've also often used this um, if we've thought that a vessel's radio is faulty. Um, it's a good way of being able to eliminate if the aerial's the issue before you've got to send someone aloft all the way to the top of the mast and start fiddling around um, um, just trying to guess stuff. The next thing to think about is because, of course, the VHF system relies on um line of sight is then okay i've plugged it in where am i going to mount it um and it might be that you think oh you know i'm going to duct tape it to a boat hook and i'm going to tape that to this and that's all well and good all i'm suggesting is give it a go try and figure out um the obvious focus is working out if you didn't have a mast anymore for the sailors here what you would do there um and for the power boats uh or you know motorboat people Yes, you might not have a mast to consider, but you also might not have things that are obvious that you can attach this aerial to at first glance. And you'll probably find that you do. You just haven't thought about them, like grab handles or other deck fittings higher up. So just have a go. Try and figure it out. It's, um, it's look, if nothing else, it's a great way to fill your time. Um, and, you know, I know on the occasions that I've ever needed the emergency VHF, I've been really grateful that I've kind of put a bit of effort into figuring this stuff out because there's usually one or two um tripping points that are not not complicated but can trip can trip you over okay couple more for you and then we'll uh, we'll wrap up for the day so one of them is um assuming that you you need to call for help or you need to communicate a radio you know a radio position update is just a it's a little game, I suppose, um, particularly if you've got one of you on board that's usually the navigator. Um, then um, try and work out how many different ways you can get the position. Um, 
obviously one that people always forget about or tend to forget about is the Mark One eyeball. And um, so, you know, if all else fails, knowing, you know, wh- wh- where you are roughly, you know, I'm um, n- t- approximately two miles northeast of this lighthouse. Um, or, uh, you know, it might be, you know, that you've got multiple places you can get a latitude and longitude. Um, but it's something that you might need people to call in for you, you know, especially if you say in an emergency, medical or otherwise, and you, you need someone to help you call in the vessel position, um, then that's a really smart idea. It also, once you've figured out how many different places you could get the uh, position from, then your kind of next two points are number one, of course, which is the preferred so that everyone knows, oh yeah, don't try and make someone change screen six times in the cockpit and call down 12 numbers. Why don't I just read it from the radio? The other side of that would be... um, if I've got a DSC radio, have I um, gone through the motions of following, you know, the recommended advice and making sure that my DSC radio could transmit my vessel position uh, if I needed it to, so that rather than have to go through all this um, rigmarole just to be able to send a distress, that you could instantly send a DSC distress saying who you are and where you are, and then go through the motions of finding out a position that you could also transmit via a voice uh voice distress alert after that um and then finally one of my favorites really useful exercise this one um is have a practice uh, you don't even need to be on the boat for this one have a practice of sending a mayday where you get the other person to um write down the information uh, and then do the same yourself the two things you'll find are generally to start with you'll end up talking a lot faster than you meant to and um, I always laugh you know when I did my actual radio license way before DSC and all of this stuff and um, you know there were probably 20 of us in a room and everyone had to take it in turns to send a mayday and you know the irony was it was almost a race to see who could say the mayday the fastest which you know it's a learning outcome is probably the exact opposite of what you really want and um, so yeah really important you may only get to send a mayday once um, and if it is a voice, you know, particularly voice mayday I'm talking here, then we want to make sure that you, you say it slowly, you say it clearly, and if you're writing it down, um, I'll tell you the answer now for fun because you'll still do it. Whenever you do it, the first time you write down a mayday, you'll realise that you've written mayday, mayday, mayday three times, and you haven't actually managed to get the vessel position because you fell behind at that point. Um very simple to train yourself to kind of get the key information you know name position issue um because you might need to relay that mayday um or you might be the uh, closest vessel you know to the scene you might need to attend uh, or might you know and so on many reasons it's important to get the info so give it a practice um and um you know see how good you can get at it and you know so if nothing else it's another great way to fill the time in isolation and hopefully another one of my little gems that you um you get good at but you don't ever have to use so but thanks very much for listening and um, just to close this one off we uh, we also launched the abv tv which is a uh, subscription service for 77.99 a month um or 59.99 for the year and we've got lots of little bits of information like this for you in there so if you you know if you didn't necessarily have the appetite to do something structured or you've already got your radio license 
Um, go and have a look at ABB TV and suss out um, some of the tips that we've got for you there and uh, you know, help support so that we can keep bringing these voting insights to you. Thanks very much. <laughs>